Hello, and welcome back to the What Is Life Dude podcast, everybody. I am Eric. And I'm Sarah. Today, we are, listen, we conceptualized a thing for the podcast, okay? Once a month, we're going to do something called a wild card episode. So we had this idea like last year, but we've kind of narrowed it down. So last year, we were like, once a month, we should just have an episode called a wild card episode where we just talk about what's going on in our lives and not necessarily you know, uh, a a theme or a specific topic. It's kind of going to be like a favorites, uh, episode. If you watch like favorites videos on YouTube, just going over things we have been liking over the past month. So we were talking about it the other night and Sarah said, well, what if we structured it by, what if we structured each of these wildcard episodes by turning wildcard into an acronym? And we ended up, we'll read you the list. But mm-hmm. we have a thing for each letter of the acronym. But we got about halfway through trying to figure out what we could do. And Sarah was like, is this a stupid idea? So let's just go over the acronym. W. Watching. What we've been watching over the past month. I. Ingesting. <laughs> so eating and drinking. <laughs> we were like, we want to do one that's eating and drinking. And I was like, what? I. Ingesting. L. See, you're like quizzing me now. Um, What we've been listening to. Listening to. Books or music or podcasts. D. This one's a little bit of a (laughs) cop-out. D is doing to stay active. We couldn't find another letter that we could put exercise or activity into. But we wanted to talk about that because it is an important part of our lives. C. Come by creating creating what we've been creating a what we've been appreciating right i'm in the driver's seat now (laughs) r what we've been or what we are releasing these last two are releasing and desiring. desiring so this is kind of like our Looking back on the month, what habits or things would we like to release? And what are we desiring for the next month moving forward? And Our ag- goal setting. Sorry. And again, this is just a way for us to kind of organize all of these thoughts and things we want to talk about that don't necessarily fit into whatever other episode we, uh, you know, are doing. All right, let's dive right in because let's I begin. feel like this is going to be a long one. Let's let's do it. What have you been watching? So, I've been watching Hot Ones, which is a YouTube show that uh, I was going to use the tagline "Hot Welcome to Hot Ones," the show with hot, hot questions and even hotter wings. If you, I'm so stupid, I'm sorry. Okay, so Hot Ones is a YouTube interview show where they interview celebrities and they eat increasingly spicy chicken wings we talked about this last time didn't we we talked about this at the end of last episode okay sarah had this whole spiel in the last episode about watching documentaries and watching interviews and just watching real people talk about their lives and themselves so i kind of revisited hot ones a few weeks ago and now i've just been watching like one basically every day well, Eric is someone who, when he watches a show or a film or a series of films, he gets interested in the actors and he wants to know more about the actors' uh, personal lives. <laughs> so he just watched a bunch of Marvel films and then he went back and found all the Hot Ones episodes with Marvel movie stars. 
Scarlett Johansson, what, Tom Holland? Who else? A bunch of people are in there. Josh Brolin, Paul Rudd, yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's just, it's interesting just to see, it's, it's, people are interesting, you know, and you never, I mean, there's so much about people's lives, famous people's lives that you just don't know about. And Hot Ones is interesting because they're noted for, they're noted for having really good questions and doing a lot of research about each guest before the show. So oftentimes celebrities comment to Sean, the host of the show, like, wow, these questions are really good. Like, how do you even know about this thing I did, you know, when I was 17 living in this random city? And they never, they just always say like, thanks. They never like (laughs) say, this is how we found out this weird. We have a whole research team on this. So it's, um, it's always a little bit deeper in many ways than your standard, you know, Jimmy Fallon interview where they have five minutes to tell a story that they've agreed to tell beforehand. Mm -hmm. So it's always very real and off the cuff. And it's just, it's a fascinating watch, even for people that I don't really know sometimes. If I watch them and end up liking them within the first few minutes, it becomes interesting. Right. So yeah, that's what I've been W watching. Mine is um, not, it's kind of cheating. It's Pokemon Scarlet. Okay, I'm, I'm counting video games because I don't watch a lot of shows. As far as YouTube goes, I have been watching a lot of calming vlogs, just like people doing their morning routines and, you know, but that's kind of boring. I've been playing Pokemon Scarlet. Did we talk about this in the last episode? I don't think we had it at that point. I have not played a Pokemon game since the original Blue and Red on Game Boy as a child. I loved those so much and I used to love gaming when I was younger and I have kind of tried to get back into it multiple times since then and it hasn't worked and I think it's because I would try to play popular games that were combat based that were kind of violent or that had a lot of instructions or that were massively open world and I would just get really overwhelmed. I really miss the old linear more linear video games because that's kind of just what my mind needs to stick to things. I need a clear path set out before me. But we were browsing for a new Switch game. Playing like low stress games has been our favorite like nighttime activity to wind down before bedtime. Instead of just watching, you know, like watching reality shows is kind of one of the things we used to do too. Something that would allow us to just turn our brains off a little. But it's nice because the video games allow you to relax, but still be a little bit active, you know, not entirely zoned out. But also not as active as, like you said, playing, you know, like I played Spider-Man a few months ago and I loved it, but it's, you're always, you have to be so engrossed and like Mm -hmm. concentrated. Yeah. Whereas, because you're, you're fighting and then you walk into a room and someone like attacks you and you have to like be on, you have to be on guard, you know? Whereas Pokemon and like we've been playing a lot of Mario Kart and Mario Party. Mm-hmm. It's just like, it's so low key. You can like, still have a conversation, but it's fun. And we were searching for a new game. There's a GameStop, <laughs> like a few doors down from our favorite Thai place that we go usually once a week. So we always drop into GameStop and see what is available used there. And... The uh, sales rep there 
sold us on Pokemon Scarlet, which I guess is the newest one. And it's been great. No complaints. It's We were talking about this yesterday. It's like imagine... Okay, so if you don't have a Switch, and if you, like, you don't know how, a, how the Switch works, it's called a Switch because you can attach the controllers to the side of it, and you can pick it up and hold it handheld. There's a screen on it, but that whole that whole device can also plug into a dock that plugs into your TV and you can play it like a PlayStation or whatever. So it's really cool. It's portable and, but you could also play it on TV. And I said to Sarah, like, man, imagine being told as a kid, like one day you'd be able to play Pokemon on like a 60 inch flat screen TV. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Cause back then we just, we had it on a Game Boy. That was it. I had a, like a Kiwi green, is it kiwi green, lime green, Game Boy? What color was yours? <laughs> oh my, I uh, Game Boy color. Mm-hmm. I think mine was like purple. I remember mine being like purpley, but kind of translucent. Mm. That's Fancy. the memory I have. Mm-hmm. But I still have my Game Boy SP, which is like stone gray or something colored. It still works. Mm-hmm. I, I was playing Fire Red on it last summer. I never had an SP. I think my sister did because my sister's been consistently into gaming her entire life. But it's funny because, yeah, I haven't played any of the Pokemon games since I was a child. And there's so many Pokemon now. I think there's like 400. Mm. And this is great because now I'm getting gaining familiarity with all of the newer generation Pokemon. And there is a new Pokemon Snap game, which if you guys haven't played the N64 Pokemon Snap it's another really fun, highly nostalgic game for me. And now I can get the new one and I'll recognize the Pokemon. Yeah. In that game, you have to, you go on like a safari and you have to take photos of the Pokemon. Doing cool stuff. <laughs> and the cooler, the cooler the photo is, the more points you get, I guess. I had never played it, but it makes sense that the new one wouldn't be fun if neither of us knew any of mm-hmm. the new generations of Pokemon. Right. So this is good. We have, we've seen so many and they just keep going. I just have to say, I feel like, I don't know if this is a thing that always happens as you get older or if it's like specifically our generation. I really feel like millennials collectively now are going through a phase of kind of like revisiting their childhood. Like we're, everyone's listening to punk music again. Like also Gen Z is like, doing y2k fashion and stuff that's always kind of like on and off but i don't know i feel like i see a lot of people my age like indulging in nostalgic things from our childhoods and it's interesting because i a few months ago i reread the book ready player one and i was thinking the whole book is based on like 80s nostalgia references and stuff like that and i was born in the 90s so none of that hits for me but it was still fun it's still i still love the book so i texted my dad i was like is your nostalgia more like 70s or 80s because he was born in 1959 and he was like well it's both there's like the younger nostalgia in the 70s and like the what college age basically in the 80s so i was like you should read ready player one and he read it and he was like oh yeah all the nostalgia was he was excited he thought it was cool but he wasn't like crazy lit about it. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, yeah, maybe for some reason our generation is more pounded by nostalgia. Mm-hmm. Maybe because our generation is 
getting shafted <laughs> a lot more. <laughs> We're all disillusioned and just trying to find refuge in the things we used to love. Mm-hmm. Ah, yeah. well... Shall we move on <laughs> before we spiral into a dark place? <laughs> one, yeah, one last thing about Pokemon Scarlet, though, <laughs> is that I think the reason I like it so much is because it is low stress and low key, like Mario Kart. You can just kind of pick it up, put it down, whatever. But there is a storyline, and there is, you do make progress and advance the storyline, even though it's low key. Like yes. Mario Kart, we just, we play like two rounds of four, and that's it. We're like, oh, that was fun. There's mm-hmm. no like under undercurrent of achievement, <laughs> right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. I like that about Pokemon. Right. Ingesting. Ingesting. Okay, my my in the thing I am ingesting this month is meal prep. So Sarah's been meal prepping for me, and I never knew I needed it until she started making it for me. Can we just have a round of applause for Sarah? <laughs> just some snaps. Thanks. You're welcome. I've been waiting. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Sarah's always just like, you don't eat enough. I'm like, yeah, but I eat so much at night. Like after dinner, I have too many snacks. She's like, yeah, because you don't eat enough during the day. And you backload all of your food <laughs> because you're hungry. I was like, okay, I'm going to break the cycle. We're going to break the cycle together. So Sarah started meal prepping and... Well, that's the latest video on the Sarah's Vegan Kitchen YouTube channel, if you're interested. I mean, people listening, I think a lot of you guys came from Sarah's Vegan Kitchen. So, whatever. It's been extremely helpful. Just being able to reach into the refrigerator or the freezer and pull out a glass Tupperware that I can just pop in the microwave, after, specifically after the gym. Something that's balanced and has carbs, protein, and veggies, and that is delicious. I've been eating one like every single day. She made a fajita bowl with, uh, you know, like Spanish rice and beans and fajita veggies. And then we have one with impossible sausage and rice pilaf and like uh, mushrooms and carrots. <laughs> it's like every day there's a delicious lunch that I can just pop in the microwave. Mm-hmm. It's been revolutionary. I'm happy. I really enjoy cooking for real people and I enjoy feeling of service and, you know, not that that is not happening when I'm making things on camera and sharing them, but it's just nice to feel like to make some food and to actually see that it is improving someone's life, like tangibly, you know? It's definitely not the same doing it on camera. It's like a different service Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. so it's 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 i mean i was gonna say it's mutually beneficial Mm -hmm. but it definitely benefits me way more so i appreciate that well thank you and it's been it has been making me it has been making me i just feel more balanced and i i actually because that's the problem is that i don't know what to eat in the middle of the day a lot of the times just like what do i do yes there is I don't know. I don't know why this just occurred to me at this age, but I have always thought that I needed to cook three times a day, which when I say it out loud, I'm like, obviously, that's not true. And multiple like most people who work out of outside of the house do not do that. But I just found myself getting very frustrated that the kitchen was always messy 
And I always felt like I was cooking and cleaning. And my desire to not do that would cause me to not eat food. Like I would eat my first meal at like noon. Very annoying. So it really does help to have some things made in bulk ahead of time. Or to just accept that whatever you eat is going to be very simple. Like today I ate almost all of a can of beans, (laughs) almost all of a can of pinto beans. Let's make that mine for ingesting because I love beans. I have had like weird appetite issues for the past few years, basically ever since I went on this specific antidepressant that completely destroyed my appetite. (laughs) Um, And I haven't gotten it back, even though I've, I'm many, many months off of the medication. Can't explain it. It's very hard for me to find things that taste good. And every time I find one, I just cling to it <laughs> for dear life. And just plain beans, little salt, so good. <laughs> and I used to eat beans all the time. And I, I, I don't know why I kind of stopped. Actually, I, I think I do know why I kind of stopped. I think the answer is fake processed vegan meat yes right it's just why eat beans when no now we have chicken nuggets and burgers and sausages and everything and just you know a lot of conversations about food and life and i'm like i gotta eat more beans again and now you've been eating more beans again too and then there's the whole like colon cancer of it all which is (laughs) the colon cancer of it all which is uh but you've been specifically terrified. You guys, do you ever, does does a fear ever occur to you? And then multiple other places in reality bring the fear back up for you? Someone that I know mentioned they have colon cancer. And then someone else that I know mentioned that her parent has colon cancer. And then like I keep getting TikToks about colon cancer. So, you know. With your phone listening to you now, like things that used to be like real genuine synchronicities, like if a topic came up multiple times in your day to day, it would feel really organic. But now it's just like, well, your phone's listening to you. <laughs> hey, I, I'll still say as long as it's not an ad, you can call it a synchronicity. Sure. It, <laughs> a- ads do not count towards synchronicities because they know what you're talking about yeah so like if you if we we now get an ad on youtube for colon cancer (laughs) try this not a synchronicity just a dystopian uh terribleness yes horror if you will Mm -hmm. dystopian horror horror, the horrors yeah beans beans (laughs) um moving on what are you listening to I have been listening to John Green's basically his entire, what do you call it? (laughs) Bookography. Bibliography? (laughs) Question mark? I started with the book Looking for Alaska. I've just, I've listened to, if you don't know who John Green is, he's an author. He's also one of the OG YouTubers, him and his brother Hank Green. They go by Vlog Brothers. I knew them both as kind of science-y, smart YouTube guys. And then when I found out John Green wrote The Fault in Our Stars, I was like, he, wait, he wrote that book? I just had no, I had no idea. 
So one of my friends recommended, oh, you should read his book, Looking for Alaska. My buddy Rob read it in high school and he loved it. So I read that. Then I read Fault in Our Stars. Then I read Turtles All the Way Down. And now I'm reading his new book called The Anthropocene Reviewed. And I just love, I love his writing and I love the way his brain works. And his young adult novels are kind of young adult-y, which I've talked about on the podcast doesn't bother me. It's still interesting to me. He just has a way of, he just, I, I think it's kind of inexplicable sometimes when you're like, why do I like someone's writing so much? It's kind of just when you read or hear their words, they just really connect with you. And sometimes that doesn't happen. It's the same with musicians and lyricists. It's like, can you, can you explain why some people's lyrics resonate with you more? Mm. I mean, you could have two people writing about the same topic. Yes. And one of them is going to move you and one of them doesn't. I mean, if I took the time and kind of really thought about it, like if you and I later had a conversation about it, maybe I could figure it out more. But I think some people's brains just mesh. Yes. I feel like John Green and I would be friends. You have chemistry. We have chemistry. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't know that, but you do. Yeah, what is that called? We I have we have parasocial chemistry. <laughs> <laughs> That's the main criterion uh, to determine whether Eric will consume someone's work. Do I feel like we could be friends? <laughs> I mean, even with like the Avengers, I feel like I have parasocial chemistry with all of them except like Jeremy Renner. I don't know why. I just wow, get weird vibes from shaded. the dude. Hawkeye just gives me some some weird vibes. So you think you have parasocial chemistry with Scarlett Johansson? I is what you're saying? She Sarah just because I me. do. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh. <laughs> Good luck with that. <laughs> but yeah, parasocial chemistry. John Green, highly recommend if you like books. It's hard to recommend stuff, kind of just to a vast. Okay, who would like the book? Who would you recommend it to? Hmm. Maybe people who like I like his fiction novels because they're they're very real stories about things that happen in life, but specifically to teenagers and kind of remind me of being a teenager in a lot of ways. If you want to if you want things that are emotional and kind of, I wanted, I would say slightly disturbing at times because that's how life is at times. And yeah, I would say if you want to be moved by something, but also laugh and also just think about life from this kind of existential point mm -hmm. of view, that's what I'm into. I don't really feel like I have a good one right now. No? I mean, I have started listening to the astrology podcast again after a long hiatus it's funny because when you start to listen to, don't you associate different podcasts with different times in your life when you were listening to them? Mm -hmm. So I was listening to the astrology podcast day and night when we lived in San Diego in late 2020, early 2021. So now that I'm listening to it again, I feel like I'm back there. Mm -hmm. And then that just constructs the, this entire like reality around me. Like, what was I doing then? Oh, I was going outside, going for long walks, and I was making green juice and, and all of this. So it's like almost like when you take, like, revisit one piece from a time in your life that you, you have a bit more access to any other things. And I feel like I do that a lot with music. 
anytime I want to get back into fitness, I will revisit my my playlists from when I was getting fit in like 2017, you know? But I guess for mine, for my listening category, I will say that I've intentionally been trying to find new music because we mentioned in the last podcast, YouTube recommended to me a song by Lizzie McAlpine, who is like a new popular acoustic artist. I think she kind of started to gain popularity in 2020. Um, but the fact that I liked her song Ceilings so much made me realize like, oh, I wonder what I'm missing out on by not, by just listening to information, all, like podcasts all the time. So I've been like intentionally trying to seek out new music, especially at the gym. I haven't had the best luck. <laughs> Maybe I'm looking in the wrong places, but I feel like music is so deeply tied to memory that if you just keep, right, like, Every time I get back in the gym and I listen to my 2017 playlist, I'm creating more memories for uh, attached to 2017 and not now. Does that make sense? Yeah. And five years from now, when you hear ceilings, you'll be yeah. like, wow. Remember when we lived in the PNW? Yeah. That was crazy. So romantic. Um, so I want to s- s- create some new playlists so that I can have a soundtrack for this period in my life. I was at the gym the other day listening to the viral hits playlist on Spotify, which is just basically music that blows up on TikTok, much of which you recognize in a remixed, very fast and chipmunkified, you know, like pitch shifted upward form. I'm just a teenage dirtbag, baby. Yeah. So... There have been a few songs from there that I do like, but I don't know. It's very hit or miss for me. Yeah, we got back from the gym the other day and Sarah was like, yeah, so I listened to the viral hits. On, <laughs> and I was like, that, okay, tell me more. And I was like, a little context if you care to listen. Anyway. <laughs> Keep going, sing the next line. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> she, she like got like two lines of so many yeah songs stuck multiple in my songs and they're all just like they're forming one like blob of music in my head whatever let's move on let's move on <laughs> the next one's going to be i think i think the next one's going to be a big one because mm-hmm. i feel like it's informing a lot of aspects of our life out, outside of this this specific thing that make any sense yes d d is for doing to stay active we've been going to the gym are ours the same yeah are they yes okay we've been going to the gym consistently three or four days a week for over a month now and it's been it's been productive and healthy for so many reasons I, so the first thing that comes to mind is something we talked about the other day, which is going to the gym consistently and like pushing myself at the gym is kind of reminding me of how much effort I can put into things in general and how much I can put in if I'm willing to change everywhere in my life. And it's easiest for me to do something physical like that 
and then gain from that the perspective of you look how much energy you have look Mm -hmm. how much you can mm, look how much you can grind you can grind in the gym like this you can grind in other ways which is as simple as saying maybe we should do the podcast more regularly maybe like you said right before we started can we have a day again please where we do the podcast instead of it being you know random Mm -hmm. it's like okay i can i can put this force behind everything in my life and going back to the gym basically every other day is like reinforcing that part of myself and it doesn't even have to be grinding you know it could just be like do one more rep than you did last time. It it can be like micro grinding, you know? Just always pushing your limits a little bit. I think so much of life is just, it it has less to do with what you're doing and more to do with how you're doing it or like the consciousness you're applying to something as in, it's not about whether you, it's, it's not about going to the gym. It's about always being in your body and being really honest with yourself and aware of what's going on because sometimes you need to rest and sometimes you need to push harder and all of life i think all of growth is figuring out that distinction which is always changing and the balance yeah right Mm -hmm. and just yesterday we so part of our whole fitness thing has been saying okay we've been going to the gym regularly but Maybe on the in-between lifting days, we can throw in some cardio, which is something, I mean, I have this exercise bike that I really like in the house and literally every day I'm like, well, we're not going to the gym today. Like I'll ride it. And then I put it off until like before dinner time and then I'm too tired to do it. And I'm like, well, it's fine. I went to the gym yesterday. I'm going to the gym tomorrow, but I like cardio and I, I don't know. I just, I like it, but I haven't been motivated to kind of add it in. So Sarah was like, let's let's just do it let's go to the park let's run around our neighborhood you know let's we can go to the gym and use the cardio equipment whatever so yesterday we were like all right day one of adding in a little bit of cardio to our routine then we got this snowstorm (laughs) we were like okay we're not going to the park today but we did make it back to the gym we did a little i did a little walk run walk run action and sarah said to me after because she was next to me on the treadmills she was like, I like to see, I, I like seeing you run. And I was like, what do you mean? She was like, I recognize you. I recognize that. And I recognize myself. There were a few moments during my run on the treadmill where I did push myself for that extra little bit. And it's like, I've, I used to push myself so much, right? I used to go work in a warehouse for nine hours mm-hmm. and then I would come home and run. Or I would go to the gym first and then go work in the warehouse for nine hours. And uh, things get sacrificed. Things get not completed. Mm -hmm. And then you also get drained. And I think I've gotten very good at the resting part. I think I've kind of swayed much further in the other direction and forgot how to push myself. I wouldn't say at all, Mm -hmm. but... I think I'm I think going to the gym again has been kind of restoring the balance in my mind and my body between giving yourself a break and 
breaking yourself. (laughs) Right? Yes. I had this really interesting realization yesterday, which is that, and this, this is really weird to admit because my entire life until I was, what, maybe 25 or so, I was very firmly not athletic didn't identify with athletics. You know, what's funny is sometimes like I'll see people um, like on social media and they're like hardcore athletes now or they're like uh, ultra marathoners or something. And when they're talking about their history, they'll be like, oh yeah, I, I was never really uh, that athletic growing up. Well, I did do cross country. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But like, I like was truly like, truly not athletic. Like I did not go outside when I did PE, I would just move when the PE teacher was looking at me. I don't even know, like, I don't know. I just blocked it all out of my memory. I don't know how I survived PE, honestly. I think my mile time was like 13 minutes. I was just going to say it would take me 13. I was going to say the number 13. And I would like barf after, like high key, okay? <laughs> anyway, but I feel like my entire life was like gray, until I started to pick up some kind of fitness routine. And I consistently notice that when I look back at all the times in my life that I feel really like this deep longing for a little piece of that version of myself, like, oh, I wish I were more like that version of me. It's always when I've been very consistently exercising in some capacity. And I don't know, like, if that's true for everyone, I don't know what that's about, but it's just true for me that there's something about, I don't know if it's just applying the discipline or just, you know, all the happy chemicals or the fact that I'm also usually listening to a lot of music at that time. But yeah, every like favorite version of Sarah I can remember is exercising. And like, I have to be honest about that, you know? Yeah. I mean, because if you also think about those times, you're probably also naturally doing other things that you like. It's a snowball effect, I think. And maybe it doesn't have to be with fitness necessarily. But if you can demonstrate to yourself in one like major area of life that you have competency, that you're reliable, that you'll show up for yourself, it really does snowball. And that's why that's why having a podcast is great because we can talk about these things and hopefully inspire, motivate people listening. Mm-hmm. But the flip side of that is there's no advice for, there's no one size fits all yeah. advice with anything in life. And so I, like you're saying, I can't say, yeah, I mean, if you feel stuck, just like go to the gym and like pump some iron, dude. Because yeah. like, I, I don't know if <clears throat> that's, I didn't even know that that was right for me until we started going back this time. Mm-hmm. And I started saying, oh, I, yeah, I can, I can push, I can push more here and pull back here and I can grind this out, but I don't have to grind this part of, part of my life out. Like I, I, it's, it's doing, it's like restructuring. It's like taking my jumbled puzzle pieces brain Mm-hmm. and kind of slowly... my jumbled puzzle pieces brain <laughs> whoever listens to the podcast should just be used to this at this point because sometimes i most of the time i don't know how to say what i'm trying to say mm-hmm. but if anything you'll get a visual in your head that explains right. it mm-hmm. 
and it's slowly i feel like connecting those puzzle pieces yes like i can do so much i really can yesterday we yesterday we went to the gym and we did cardio and then we came home and then we did work and then we ate dinner and then we did yoga we did 20 <laughs> minutes of yoga I, 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 yeah, I don't know what else to, there's, everyone's got to have a thing, right? Where you can be reminded of how much power you have, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And it's nice because, I don't know, I, I need like a, an area of my life where I can really struggle, you know, like a, have an outlet for all of the angry feelings and the the angst and the gym is that place for me otherwise i feel like it comes out in other places you know it's like you're forcing the struggle out it's like you're in control of the struggle when you're at the gym Mm -hmm. right and i feel in i feel in control of the i want i'll keep saying the word grind Mm -hmm. right because yeah, I'm just hashtag alpha grind set. All right. Um, <laughs> Is that the cue what, to move on? <laughs> what have you been creating? What have we been creating? So I've, okay, when we made this list, I had written down polka because there's a client I work with. I've talked about it before. I'm pretty sure I make Minecraft related songs for him. So my current project is turning 14 minecraft related themed original and parody songs from over the years into a weird al style polka medley in which the whole genre of the song is polka and it transitions from one song to another the minecraft community out there is passionate (laughs) it's also this isn't what the episode's about but it's also kind of been breaking my brain a little bit and i worked on it a little and then took a few days off from working on it because it's been feeling it's been feeling weird again to get to spend so much time making music that is not for me and that i don't really have a personal stake in and i'm just doing it as a job Mm mm-hmm it's it's very strange. That's the eternal struggle of artists everywhere. Can you maintain a pure relationship to your art when there's money involved? Yeah, and I've been the few podcast editing jobs that I've been working on consistently. I find myself much preferring those because it's it's like the the technical audio version of like a spreadsheet where it doesn't take any create creative effort or energy. I'm not, I, I just, I'm good at it and I can just do it. And there's, I don't know. I feel like this is, I feel like this is terrible to say, but I feel like I'm wasting my musicianship doing these projects. Hmm. I understand, but I also feel like while you're, as long as you're committed to what you're doing, you shouldn't, view it that way yeah because you are still you know whether or not you decide to continue doing it in the future is one thing but as long as you're locked into a specific project and you've made the commitment i do feel like you have a duty to 
like to yourself too, just to make it more right. It's like the worst thing in the world is to be committed to something and unwilling to let go of it. And also to not try to reframe it for yourself. It's rough. I've been there, you know, for several years (laughs) or to just do a bad job. Yeah. Which is the other thing I cannot seem to do. Mm-hmm. I can't I can't put in less effort. But that's good. It is good. It is good. And, you know, it, it helps that yesterday, and that's why that's why I said at the beginning of, of this, like this this list is a few days old. And yesterday I recorded some acoustic guitar for an acoustic version of one of our songs, but we'll get to that later. It's on it's on the list. But it feels good to be creating something for Cute Threat also at the same time. Mm-hmm. But I will reframe at least this project because I'm currently working on it. And it is fine. And it is cool that I can make music but and get paid for it. But, you know, sometimes you just get jaded. Mm-hmm. Like you said, you've been there. You're like, I'm getting paid to cook in, in my house. Mm-hmm. And y- you, you know, there have been times where you don't want to do it. We all get jaded. And it's okay. But that's... I didn't expect to go down that that path with that. That's fine. It's useful. It happens. All right. You're up. Creating. I don't want to dwell on this for too long because I just think there are more interesting uh, parts of the conversation. But I'm just still doing YouTube. And I feel like... Do you ever feel like your relationships with people are not unlike your relationships with everything else that you do. I feel like I am in a long-term relationship with my YouTube channel, with what I make online. And there have been many rough patches and we have been on the verge of breaking up many times. And maybe we have taken um, taken time apart. A little <laughs> Ross and Rachel situation. Yes, yes. But... I don't know. I I'm still doing it. There's still something for me here. I don't know the full picture of it, and I'm just trying to do my best. I'm trying to improve as you know, viewing it as um it's like when you're music and video, it's like meta art. It's like there is the act of making something, and then there's the act of recording yourself making something. Right. And I'm just trying to get better at every piece of it and to continue to refine my ideas about, (laughs) I don't even know, like you can hear the complication in my voice because it's like I'm continuously getting prouder of what I make and also I'm not ever really satisfied with it. I always feel like there's some greater way in which I could be helping people. And I don't know. I think that the journey is just figuring out who those people are, how you can serve them, how you can serve yourself. So, yeah. Well, first of all, you've been, you've improved vastly in terms of filming. And I mean, it's mostly the filming, right? But what comes with filming is the conceptualizing. Mm-hmm. And you've been picking things that you really want to make or that I really want to eat or you really want to eat. So, like, there's always, there's been a good reason 
for making all the food you've been making, which is always good because sometimes you do things mm -hmm. for analytic reasons. And then we t we've talked about this. No one wants to eat it. It's hard. It feels bad. And you've just been, you've been leveling up with the shots you get. Everything looks just more beautiful than it ever has. And I just wanted to give you some kudos for that because it's impressive. And the other thing I wanted to touch on with regards to what you just said is that when it comes to finding meaning in things and uh, touching people, affecting people, I, I feel like that's why I want to do more with the podcast again. I'm not going to sit here and be like, we're going back to every week and we're always going to, cause it's more, it's more complicated than that. But just kind of remembering over the years, how many DMS and emails we've gotten from listeners. We don't have a huge listener base, but the listener base we do have is great. It's a great little community. Mm -hmm. And just remembering people saying like, Oh yeah. When you talked about this thing, like it really helped for whatever reason. And there've been times where we're like, our episodes are so random and we talk about random stuff. Like how is this useful? But then we hear from people and they're like, yeah, this, this thing that we found random after we had the conversation on the podcast was helpful to someone. And it just kind of inspired me to say, all right, we can, let's push it with the podcast just a little bit more, just a little bit more. Yes. Even an episode like this, it's impossible for us to talk about anything without going a little bit deeper because that's just the shit we like mm -hmm. so i feel like the podcast is really good for me too because one of the main not issues but something i felt lacking in my regular work the food blogging work is i've always wanted some kind of deeper expression i guess i want to talk about things that aren't just food related though I do think food is very important and goes beyond just the recipe food is very emotional but I really do want an outlet for all the thoughts that I have and things that I'm learning and struggling with so I feel like the podcast is good and maybe this podcast will prove to not even be enough for what you're looking for and maybe yeah. you'll end up starting something else down the line. I wouldn't be surprised. Me neither. <laughs> I, there's always room for us to talk about things here. Mm -hmm. Okay, moving on. A. A is for... Appreciating. Appreciating. A little gratitude journal moments. A little gratitude. And I'm going to stall as I look over and try and see what I wrote down. Can you read it to me? Because I cannot see. Sleeping. Oh, sleeping. <laughs> Duh. Okay, this is a thing that... This will be mine too, because it's yeah. a joint. It's an ironically joint venture. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, this is something that I had a lot of... What's the word? Resistance. Resistance to talk about. Judgment about. about. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we've been sleeping apart for over a month? A while now, yeah. Right? To be fair, we are still in the same room. Yes. But we took our spare mattress and put it in the opposite corner from our uh, regular mattress. <laughs> and now I sleep in that one. <laughs> Eric sleeps on our regular mattress. Mm -hmm. Because, you guys, 
I have sleep problems. We both have sleep problems. But I only have sleep problems, I think, because you have sleep problems. Sure. Right? Sure. Maybe that's not maybe that's not really true. I no, regardless of what time I go to sleep, it's going to take me at least 2 hours to actually fall asleep. 2 hours minimum from the time I get into bed. And I'll talk about this at the end, but like I I've been giving up caffeine, okay? <laughs> because I'm so desperate to fix my sleep issues. So, we just decided to try out sleeping in separate beds. You've been you've been talking about this for a long time. Yeah. Like years question mark? There there's many reasons why. For one, I hate being breathed on. <laughs> yeah. And I do tend to fall asleep on top of Sarah <laughs> mouth mouth first. Agape. <laughs> I'm just no, like but- I'm going to sleep. <sighs> I feel like we could sleep together again if we had a king-size mattress and there was enough Mm -hmm. space between us. Yeah, like when we've stayed at my aunt's house in Colorado. Yeah. We're like, are you still in the bed? (laughs) Where are you? But the queen-sized bed is not large enough. I move a lot because I'm not asleep. (laughs) (laughs) And I feel like really self, like I'm so conscious about not moving that I'm like, I like be so uncomfortable i'll have like a podcast in my ears to try to lull myself to sleep or whatever so that i'm not like scrolling which is the worst thing yeah and you're trying to like not wake me up yeah you're trying to let me fall asleep yeah and then on the rare occasion where i really can't fall asleep i'm tossing and turning and i and i know how you feel i'm thinking this much this must be so annoying to Mm -hmm. her just I'm just like flopping from side to side trying <laughs> Magikarp. to Magikarp. <laughs> I'm magikarping my way around my half of the queen sized bed to try to find something comfortable. So finally I came to terms with the fact that if we sleep in different beds, it doesn't mean we don't love each other anymore. And it's been better. It's just it's been better. Mm-hmm. And the time before we go to bed and after we wake up has been way more special because we hang out in my bed before we go to sleep <laughs> and then Sarah leaves and goes across the room, across the room. They're literally almost touching the bed, <laughs> but, but it works because we can, we can move around all we want on our own and the other person won't notice. The other thing is that Eric sleeps with a noise machine which kind of drives me crazy, which I didn't know was driving me crazy until now I'm like on the opposite side of the room and the noise machine is like by your head, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't even notice the it's noise machine. It's on my head. I balance it. <laughs> I swallow it every day. <laughs> it is creating white noise inside of me. <laughs> so I don't, I'm not exposed to that anymore and my mind feels peaceful. <laughs> I'm so happy. I'm so happy that that's that that's I'm I'm also very sorry that it's I, been like this. I feel like one if I ever, you know, make extra money, I need to go have a sleep study done. Because my sleep has always been messed up. And when it gets like particularly bad, I start to have like um, the sleep paralysis and hallucinations. Like I get visual hallucinations in the dark. Um 
Like I see like geometric patterns on things. Thank God I don't have auditory hallucinations. I don't think I could live with that. Um, but I do have a, like a Garmin, like a sports watch, you know, and it in theory tracks your sleep and it gives you like, it segments your sleep into like deep sleep, light sleep and like tossing. Yeah. Yeah. And every day my watch tells me I got like 40 minutes of deep sleep and you're supposed to get several hours. So I'm not sure if that's accurate or if my watch is just not that, you know, accurate. Yeah. Yeah. But one day I will have a sleep study done because I don't know. It's it's crazy. It's mm-hmm. crazy. I mean, you tried to convince me for so long. I'm like, <laughs> I I want to be together when we sleep. Couples are supposed to be together. And you're like, we're not together because we're unconscious. Well, you're unconscious. Well, I'm unconscious. I'm staring at the ceiling. <laughs> you're freaking out trying not to move. And I'm like, that's a good point. Mm-hmm. So then we wake up in the morning and then I get up and I crawl into Sarah's bed mm-hmm. and we snuggle. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's really, it's better. I think it's better for us in so many ways. Mm-hmm. It's quite nice. Yes. I still love you. Mm-hmm. Say it. Say I it. love you. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess this, this goes under our appreciating section specifically because it is a privilege to have the space to do that. You know, I mean, we are mm-hmm. in one bedroom still, but yeah. And we have two mattresses. It's great, you know? Yeah. Moving on? Moving on to R stands for releasing. <sighs> yes. I did it. Great. But I still don't know what my answer was. Uh, fitness, right? So to go back to the fitness thing, part of it has just been me trying to release the... Hmm. The... Pressure to work out in a specific way. Thank you. Ah, this is why I keep you around. Yeah, I, I, I've kind of just been approaching things just from a different angle. I've been doing different kinds of lifting, different kinds of, I guess I haven't really been doing different kinds of cardio. It's mostly the lifting thing. It's mostly just the lifting and the eating in new ways because mm-hmm. I did the same thing for years and couldn't stick to it. And I'm just having, I feel like I'm having fun in the gym every time now. And when I come home, there's something meal prepped or we have a lot of beans or something. Like I always have something to eat and it just, I'm releasing, I'm releasing my pre, what's the word? Pre conceptions, preconceptions about how I'm supposed to exercise. Excellent. Thank you. (laughs) I'm releasing my, um, I never thought I was addicted to caffeine. I'm not someone who drinks multiple cups of coffee a day. I occasionally will have an energy drink, but I will always cut it in half. However, I decided for a few days to not drink any caffeine. And I had crippling headaches and extreme nausea, which I can only like at first I thought I was sick. I don't think that's the case because we're not sick yeah and it would happen i don't i don't know i feel like i need to just temporarily not consume any caffeine even if i was only having a moderate amount before because my sleep is messed up and i'm sad (laughs) and i'm unmotivated 
And I, I just think that also I feel like the caffeine suppresses your appetite and I've really been trying so hard to fix my appetite since it was destroyed two years ago. And it's an ongoing journey. Would you care to tell the folks at home what the giant vessel you have next to your chair is? I purchased a 50-ounce stainless steel tumbler with a straw because I just was not drinking enough liquids. I would go to like noon on some days and I'd be like, oh, I've only had my half of my energy drink and a cup of like coffee or like in like whatever water was in my oatmeal. (laughs) It's not good, you know? And I just needed a gigantic water vessel to lug around with me because sometimes I just don't refill mine. Yeah. I need designated things for every habit is something I've learned. It just helps me. Let me just say the tumbler is huge and Sarah is tiny. So it is basically the height of from her ankle to her knee. <laughs> it's <laughs> almost that tall. I it like works. It. I like it. I like and it the for you. straw really works. It can't be understated. Like you the like straw, straw makes you drink so much more. I remember when I first bought a Camelback, like the ones that go on your back. Mm-hmm. I bought one of those. For, I bought it for myself for my birthday, like ten years ago or something. But it was my birthday's during the summer, and I was working. I was I was a camp counselor, and I just it's a it's one liter. And when I first bought it, I was like, I'm just going to keep it filled and just wear it all day and just drink from it like while I was teaching kids at camp, like stuff about music. And I drank so much. I would literally drink. <laughs> and that's the thing like, oh, he was a camp counselor. He was outside like sweating. I was like an activity camp counselor in an air conditioned building. I mean, obviously, I would have to go walk around in the sun sometimes, but I was inside and I was drinking like four liters of water every day and which is kind of how much you need and when you drink how much you're supposed to drink you kind of realize it's a lot Mm -hmm. so i know how you feel having a a new vessel for drinking water really mm. right you don't bring it to the gym though the other thing is because i have all these sleep issues and i don't like i I wouldn't want to wake up to go pee so i would start dehydrating myself like within a few hours of going to bed so it's like if there's two hours before you fall asleep where you're not drinking anything and then you wake up and then for multiple hours you're also not drinking water it's not good i feel like my skin is better i have fewer headaches except for when i quit caffeine that i thought i wasn't addicted to but i am (laughs) um i love it all right let's talk about this d and then we will get out of town. Should have phrased that better. The last D is for desiring, correct? Yes. Intentions for this next month. Yeah. So I mentioned it before, but I yesterday did some recording for an acoustic version of one of our songs, and that's what I'm desiring. That's my intention, is to just, I'm sorry, this is going to sound blunt and harsh and crass, but record some fucking music. That's all I want to do. That's my answer. Great. I just want to record some of our stuff. I believe in you. Thank you. And (laughs) I believe in you because you're half of the band. (laughs) Yes. 
that, I think that's kind of my whole answer. Uh-huh. I mean, I don't know what else. I, I just we I haven't I haven't been doing it. We haven't been doing it, and I want to be doing it. And that's why working on other stuff, other putting my creative energy towards other stuff, has kind of been making me feel bitter. And if I could just do both, it goes back to the gym thing. I have the capacity. I have the energy to to do this and that and the other thing all at the same time. So record some darn music. Those mm. are my intentions. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Let's do it. My, the thing I am desiring, um, just to develop some more consistency with my work, actually, because I feel like since we've moved here, which it's now been six months, I realized, which blows my mind. I really feel like I've finally figured out, like I've developed a lot of technical skills, I think. I really like how my videos look and sound. I have a consistent process for filming, which has really evaded me in the past several years. Finally figured out how to do it. And now I just need to figure out how to do it with a bit more consistency. Instead of taking a month off, maybe like every other week. I think that would be really helpful because I think something I struggle a lot with, I think maybe any kind of creator of any kind would um, be able to relate to this. If you wait so long between projects or you don't have a consistent outlet for the thing you're making, you start to add a lot of like pressure onto every single thing because you're like, well, I spent so much time and I waited so long to make this and it has to be good. Whereas if you maybe started to make a little bit of something every single day, you would feel a bit more freedom around it and you would attach less pressure to it. You might feel more comfortable scrapping something if it weren't perfect because you'd know like I have the energy to do it again and better. So I think that if I just develop a more consistent relationship with making things, that would be good for me. And I think it's also helpful to, like you said, a little bit at a time is important. Okay, I have I have three days to film all of this. And if I mess it up, I can't do anything about it. Yeah. All right. But, you know, yesterday you filmed, you filmed a recipe for the next video. You're like, okay, I'll do every other day filming. And I'll make it again. And it only took you like a few... It took you like a casual couple of hours, it seemed. Mm. Like it, when we... Maybe fewer. Yeah, when we reconnected after, you seemed totally fine. And sometimes you seem distraught and sad and totally sapped of energy. Yes. And and it relates to what I was saying too, actually, the way you phrased it, is that I did all that acoustic guitar recording yesterday, but... I kind of tried out a new system, which is doing it in our bedroom, with ha- which has two beds in it now, like we said, and is sounds amazing sound dampening wise because it's a lot of cushion around. And I, d- I figured out this process in the other room and I recorded it and it sounds so good and I felt so confident in it. But also, if you say, will you re-record that one part? I don't really like this like this. I'll do the whole thing over because I know I know I can. Mm-hmm. And it was it was fine and it was fun and I I have to remember that I love making music and that mm-hmm. it's not this big scary thing. It just can be I it can just be fun. Right. I I think I don't know what the name of the band is. I think this is I listened to a Song Exploder podcast episode for the band that does Closing Time. 
semisonic. Right. I think I made you listen to it too. It was several years ago now at this point, but I believe the songwriter said that that song was born of an experiment he did where he wrote like a song every day for some period of time. And I feel like that, not not that you have to do something every day, but I feel like if I got a little bit closer to that, that, you know, even if you, if you make 10 things, even if you scrap nine of them and get one good one, that's more usable material than if you just didn't try, you know, I feel like that's the, that's just the phase that I'm in. I think I'm noticing myself needing a little bit more, not discipline, but just not making everything so serious. Yes. Yep. I totally agree. I think we did it. I think we did our first wildcard episode. Mm-hmm. How'd you feel about it? That was fun. I liked yeah. it. Mm-hmm. I got to stop asking you how you felt about it on the podcast. I, just, <laughs> I feel like I do that at the end of every single episode. And you're always like, I don't want to talk about it at the end of the episode. I want to talk about it after. Um, are we going to the gym today? I think we should go right. I'm going to eat that orange I sliced earlier. Mm-hmm. And we're going to go because the sun's been out. The snow on the roads has melted. Yes. I think we will actually be able to get out of our driveway mm. and go safely. Oh, oh, wait. Can I just like toss something really quickly? <laughs> sure. Before I decided to make the sleeping apart my appreciating, I was kind of thinking about talking about how I have actually developed a great appreciation for where we're living. I feel like maybe this needs to be further expanded upon in a different episode, but I really feel like having moved so many times over the past several years and placing a lot of mm, blame on the places I've lived for my mental state. I feel like I'm at this place where it's clear that we don't want to stay in Washington long term, but if we had to stay another year, I would be totally fine. I feel like I'm not constantly at war with the weather. I just feel like I'm realizing how much power I have in my own self to regulate my own emotions. I realize how much freedom I have to accomplish my goals, to set goals, not to diminish the real impact that location and weather can have on you. But I think that I was giving it far too much power over me. And I think that just having tried on so many different places and realizing that my feeling state is pretty consistent no matter where I am, it just, you know, I don't have to put it all on where I'm living, you know? Like, it's snowing. I'm realizing, like, there are some really great things about snow, you know? Mm -hmm. It was great filming with, like, all the snow in the trees yesterday because it made the house so bright. And I really shat on the snow when I lived in Colorado. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, you know, I don't know. I guess everything can be true. You can prefer to live in sunny California, but when that's not available to you, you kind of have to make the best of where you are. And I'm committed to doing that. Cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm I'm not exactly where you are yet, but I'm learning. Like I'm on that journey to kind of, to everything you just said. I'm not there with you yet. I think I'm still a little like, salty 
Yeah. <laughs> just about sure about all about the moves, about everything we've left behind, just everything. But I'm on a journey to the acceptance that you just described. My brain really likes to find lessons in things. Mm-hmm. Maybe I even fabricate them, but I just. I think it's really easy for me to accept that we've moved so many times and I don't feel that angry about it because I do feel like the lesson is finally, the lessons are finally really sinking into my bones, you know? The lessons being it's on us, not the place we live. It is on you. (laughs) It is on you. Maybe that should be our next episode. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Or at some point we can dive deeper into that. Yeah. So It's a complicated, it's... There's many parts to it, you know? Do you remember when we drove back through Colorado Mm -hmm. and we stopped at my cousin's house to grab, you know, we put a bunch of guitars in his house for safekeeping. Mm -hmm. And my little cousin, Kinley, Mm -hmm. said, why do you guys move so much? (laughs) (laughs) We're running away from life. Yeah. No, I'm... What did did my cousin say, Adam? He was like, he was like... It's very fun for them. <laughs> like, he's very deadpan. And I was like, shut up. <laughs> it is fun. It's going to be a great, you know, it's an adventure. Mm-hmm. I've learned a lot. Wherever you go, there you are. <laughs> You've heard it said. And despite the weather being um, difficult, challenging here and in many other places, you know, we can still go on a walk when it's raining. Mm-hmm. I just... I'm just at the, I think everyone needs to come to a point in their own time where they're eager to take on some more responsibility. Mm-hmm. You have to go through all of it though. Yep. Now's no that shame time. at any, whatever point you're at. Yep. Well said, as always. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope this helped in some way. I'm just going to start saying that at the end of every episode. Mm-hmm. I hope this helped someone. Mm-hmm. That's all I want. That's all I care about. So drop us a note. Let us know what you want us to talk about, anything you want us to touch on, anything you want us to explore. What is life dude show at gmail.com. And we love you. And we'll talk to you next time. Bye. Humble Eric 2022. <laughs>